Welcome to the Becoming Muslim podcast. This podcast is to shine a light on a beautiful religion where the media might not do the same. I'm your host, white suburban girl from Wisconsin, now living in London, Marilyn Rose. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Assalamu alaikum means may Allah, may God, the merciful be upon you. It's been a hot minute since we've been on last, and I want to say welcome to everyone who is joining me today, and welcome to anyone who's new, welcome to anyone who's returning. I have been getting a lot of traction on this podcast, promptly because of the name, and I wanted to go over a few common questions that I get, and just how do I get started, what do I do, uh, what is the shahada, what are my next steps. Most of you who are coming here are already listening and learning a little bit about Islam, and you want to know a little bit more, and maybe just get this connection, so I want to go over these things with you here on this podcast today, and I am going to give you my full-on commitment that we are going to stay consistent. When I say we, I, I'm talking about me because I'm the only one on here, inshallah. But um, I want to stay more consistent with you to give you really valuable content and just make sure, honestly, whatever it is that you have questions, reach out to me and let me know on how I can serve you best. What is it that you're looking for? I'm not here for the likes, comments, subscribes for this podcast. You, I have a different one for that, but this podcast is really truly to be here for anyone who's learning brand new about Islam, learning what it means to be a Muslim, whether you're here because a friend, a family member, you just stumbled upon it, alhamdulillah, Allah knows, Allah knows, man. So let's just get into it. I am coming into my, what is this, my third year third official year of being Muslim. This is going to be my fourth Ramadan. I became Muslim uh, back in 2017 when like a week before Ramadan. So this is coming up. For those of you who don't know, Ramadan is the fasting month. Ramadan actually is the Islamic name for the month that Muslims participate in fasting. There's a lot more to it than just that, but that's just a brief intro. And one of the things that, for me, when I first became Muslim, like, I'm saying this is my full-on, like, second, probably, like, the second right, inshallah, the right way that I'm doing Ramadan, because the first two were a little bit janky, and inshallah, they were accepted. I mean, of course, I fasted the whole time, uh, because uh, what it means to fast is you just, you don't eat or drink from Fajr time, the first prayer, until Maghrib time, which is around sunset, and yes no water no water during that time no food no water and so you fast during that time but the month is actually so much more beautiful than that and i'll make a separate podcast after this i'm hoping to just record all of these in one spot but give them to you um gracefully inshallah but this podcast we're going to stick specifically on just the intros of these things so i'm coming into my fourth Ramadan, which is how I'm keeping track of how many years I've been Muslim. And alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, Allah, Allah has given me, I, you know, I can, I can just be grateful, 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 alhamdulillah, for the fact of like the holy, the pious people that I've come across, the literally just so many different types of Muslims all over the world. I've been so fortunate to be able to travel 
the world and see so many different types of Muslims from American Muslims, the UK Muslims, Turkish Muslims, Dubai Muslims, so many different types of Muslims. And Alhamdulillah, I'm always excited to meet more of you. And I met um, beautiful Muslims from Malaysia. Honestly, there's just, there are Muslims everywhere. You always have to know that there are Muslims everywhere. And I'm, it's, I'm, I'm pretty sure Islam is still one of the fastest growing religions to this day. And I mean, Islam's been around for 1,441 years, which I think is 600 years after Christianity came. And one thing that just sticks out to me that's so beautiful is for the fact that like the Quran has not been changed. Like that for me is just a miracle in itself. Obviously, we know like uh, the Bible has changed in different variations, but the Quran has been the exact statement there's only 600 years difference and still like 1440 years like past in time and what's so beautiful for that for me is that like that's just it's one of the miracles of islam is that we have the quran that hasn't been changed because it's the word of allah subhanallah and so it's so beautiful we're gonna get into it today i wanted to start off with the shahada which this with your first step of becoming Muslim, it means to take the Shahada. It means actually speaking it with your tongue, saying it with your words. And you could do this on your own. You can do this at home. You can do this with yourself. Uh, I remember I just did it in my room and I was like, oh, mom. <laughs> hey, mom. I'm Muslim now. Um, oh, sorry, mom. <laughs> Every time I... <laughs> Thanks, mom, for being the best. But um, anyway, so I remember doing that and... It's a great journey. It's a very, very emotionally euphoric journey. And the whole point is just to do things consistently and take it one step at a time. So what I'm going to do for you for the Shahada is I found this YouTube video that I've been sending anyone who asks me what it is because this uh, it's just so beautifully done. And I'm going to play it on here. Um, inshallah, this lady gets so much reward. But um Essentially, the Shahada translate in English as, I bear witness that there is no God worthy of worship except Allah. And I bear witness that Muhammad is his final slave and messenger. That being said, like to be um, becoming Muslim, when you do it, you say it in Arabic. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to play this on YouTube, inshallah. If you follow along and you become Muslim on this podcast, alhamdulillah, uh, reach out to me. If you're listening to this just for information. Please listen to it anyways. Um, we're going to... Let me just play this video. Official. Here it is. Ash. Ha. Do. Ash. Ha. Do. An. An. Ash. Ha. Do. An. La. La Ashadu Anna Il La Ha Illaha Illaha Ashadu An La Ilaha Il Allah Il Allah Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa wa ashhadu ashhadu 
Ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna anna ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna mu ha ma dan mu ha ma dan muhammadan ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna muhammadan ra sul allah rasul allah Ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna muhammadan rasulullah. Okay, so that was broken down for you in a very uh, like piece by piece part. The shahada is this. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna muhammadan rasulullah. Inshallah, I said that right. But it's uh, anytime you say that, I say that we say this in our prayers all the time. So that's the Shahada. I will attach this YouTube video for you at the end uh, or in the description box so you can go to it. It's pretty much just this basics and inshallah, it, you find it serves you well. The next step is this. When you, after you become Muslim or be, before you become Muslim is... First, understanding what are the five pillars of Islam. And what I mean by the five pillars of Islam are essentially what, what makes up the belief, the basic, the very, 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 very basics of like what is a Muslim. And these five pillars are believing is, the, is one, the shahada, the declaration of faith. Two is prayer, what we call salah. In the name of the, of the prayers that we have are the five times a day. They're the direct, this is like our direct link between Allah and ourselves. This is between you and Allah. It's kind of like when you're making a phone call, this phone call is to you and to Allah. And how Allah calls you back is through the Quran. <laughs> that was one of the things that I remember learning. Um, I Please take that how you how you will. But there's definitely nothing else. You want to make sure like when you're doing your salah, this is like having good, clear intention and having as best connection as you can. I mean, how many of you go onto a phone call, a Zoom call, and the connection's a little shaky? It gets kind of like irritating and annoying for myself personally. But making sure when you give that prayer time that it's got as clear, crisp connection as possible. So, when you do these five prayers, these are uh, the Fajr prayer, Zuhr prayer, which is like late afternoon, or no, midday, then Asr, late afternoon, then Maghrib, sunset, and then Isha prayer. Prayer, which we call Salah, are, are different than a prayers like as, a, as a, any other type of faith. So, I know for like, I guess any other type of faith that I'm aware of, for the fact that um, like... I know I have a lot, my mom's obviously, my mom's not Muslim yet, mom, if you're listening, but one of the things she says is that she praises every day, every day, all the time, and there's a big difference between, like, 
having this like conversation with Allah in your head, like asking for what you want, saying what you're grateful for, those things, that's kind of what we call dua. It's like where you put your hands up and you're uh, doing something else. The prayers of salah are the obligatory prayers that we pray uh, because Allah has guided us to do this, has told us for the gratitude of Him, this is what we do. And in these prayers, we face the direction of the Kaaba, which is in Mecca. And that's if you've seen a big picture of this black, gold, really pretty thing with all these Muslims rocking around. Like, that's the Kaaba. And that's really poorly explained of what the Kaaba is. Very injusticely explained. But uh, that's the direction that we face. Muslim Pro app will always show you the direction as long as you, like, face it properly. And we do this so that we can pray uh, for Allah. This is, like, what is classified. So that's the second pillar. The third pillar of Islam is zakah, which is charity. And this is, oh, it's so crazy. It's interesting. I remember when I first learned this, I was like, wow, like so deep. So zakah is when you pay uh, directly to somebody who needs like the money, somebody who directly goes to somebody. There are so many like diff proper rulings around this, but this is just the basics of Every single Muslim who holds wealth donates 2.5% of their chair of their wealth to charity to a Muslim in need. And in this wealth, like I remember seeing this study and it was like a financial study because I, I like the finance stuff on the on a macro scale on my own time. But in that side, they had somebody had posted like if the whole world paid 2.5%, like they did the actual math statistics, there would be no poor person in the world. And you think like, what? <laughs> this is like, obviously modern times, what the world is showing. But Allah has already told us to do this in zakat. So that's interesting. And that's the third pillar. The fourth pillar is fasting. And fasting is during the month of Ramadan. And so all Muslims, I kind of touched on this earlier you abstain from the food the drink and uh, some other things and obviously there are different places uh, that if you're like uh, on your crimson wave what i call it your menstruating cycle or you're pregnant nursing or elderly sick then you don't have to fast there are like don't be a hero is what i like to say when uh, if you're a traveler you get you don't have to fast but you do make up these fasts later on and Allah always makes things easy for us. We make ourselves hard. When I say don't be a hero, I had spent my second year of Ramadan, like we were traveling. Uh, and in some of these times I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to fast. I don't want to have to make up all these things. I'm going to fast anyways. And I had come to a point that I had like finally stopped uh, traveling so much. And I one day I was like so dehydrated. I had to go into the ER to get an IV because I was traveling. I was trying to be a hero when Allah has already made it clear and easy for us. Like you don't have to fast during those times. You can be just be aware. And uh, obviously this is a I'm not a scholar, so I'm not giving you any rulings here. Always speak to a qualified scholar. This is just the the overview for anybody who's brand new. And finally, the last pillar is Hajj, which is our pilgrimage. Our pilgrimage is called Hajj. It's an annual pilgrimage to Mecca. And it's an obligation for those who are only physically and financially able to do so. It's such a beautiful, beautiful experience. Honestly, it's amazing. It's deep. We're in some interesting times right now with the coronavirus that just makes you do deep reflections, but maybe this will be a separate podcast on its own. I'm just speaking about the pillars today, inshallah. So 
those are the pillars of Islam. And we'll just cover them again right now. So the five pillars of Islam are one, the Shahada, two, your prayer, three, zakah, charity, four, fasting, and five, a pilgrimage to Hajj. Very simple, very, uh, very easy. Alhamdulillah, those are the prayers <laughs> or the pillars. And now the second thing I want to talk about is the uh, articles of faith. And I remember when I went to the masjid in London and I was speaking with the imam and he w really wanted to make sure like, do you know all these things? Do you know all these things? And when I had heard like articles of faith, I was thinking like, I've never heard that. Like, am I missing something? Oh my God, what did I just come into? I don't know this term. And every, all the articles of faith, it was already something that I knew. I just didn't know it was classified as articles of faith. It, but I'm going to go over this with you. So if you've never heard of the term articles of faith, don't be uh, off put by it. Stay on put. It just simply is like, what are what are some of the things that we believe in? And what does that mean as a Muslim? Like, what are the differences that we believe in? It's so beautiful. And it just shows for me, like, wow, there's just so much connection of all the all of the humans in the world. And I mean, it goes deeper than that. Maybe I'll save that for another podcast. But it's just so beautiful because like, ah, oh, there are things that we know. And my background of before this was like I said I was, my before I became Muslim was maybe I said I was agnostic thanks to Warren Buffett. I was like, yeah, he's agnostic. I'm agnostic. And then I was like, oh, before that, maybe non-denominational. Before that, like my uh, mom was Christian. My mom is Christian. My grandparents are catholic i think my dad's catholic um I, you know i have i've come from like a whole array of spiritualities and just learning to come like being guided to islam has been such a beautiful gift and i always have to make sure that i'm doing what i need to do to connect to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first and then and then figure out like okay how can i help anyone else along the way so let's cover into the six pillars of belief six pl pillars of of faith the first one is to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what we call monotheism. So it's the belief in a single, universal, and all-knowing supreme being, namely Allah. Allah, when I say subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most high. Muslims believe that man has been created from for a noble and great purpose so that we as humans may worship Allah alone without any partners. This is so big, without any partners at all. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not need any partner. This forms the first pillar of Islamic belief, and a belief is called Iman. And it's the single most important concept in Islam. For Muslims, no act of worship or devotion has any mean, meaning or value if the concept of monotheism is in any way compromised. So, oh, it's just so deep because... When you really get to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like, it's just so beautiful. We know that, like, all humans are so, <laughs> all humans are created uh, weak in, in the sense of, like, we're all created perfectly imperfect. And the fact that that is so, I heard this the other day, is that, like, uh, for even for humans, like, even if there's, like, the richest man in the world, like, they seem all power, all mightyful, like, all these things, like, watch this person eat their food and have a fly come onto their food and eat it and see if that person can steal his food back. Like for the fact that we don't own anything in this world, like none of this was ours anyways, it all belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is just such a beautiful thing because 
we as humans are created this perfectly imperfect, but we were created as the best and noblest for our greatest purpose to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which by no means does Allah need us to worship him, which is why there are so many people in the world who aren't Muslim, but inshallah, we all become guided to Allah and come back to him. And for the fact that just we get to know, okay, like Allah is perfect. Allah is amazing. Allah is all-knowing, universal. He is everything. He knows everything. We'll get into it. So this is the first six pillars of six, first of the six. The second are the angels, and angels are what are created from light. We have a firm conviction that Allah has created an unseen realm, which includes angels and jinns. And when I learned about jinns, I was like mind blown. Like there was so much. I was like, oh, this all makes sense. Yeah, as a Christian beforehand, before I became Muslim, I had always thought like, oh, the devil was a fallen angel. And so I always thought like, okay, angels, like what was so special if they could fall and be sinful until I learned this concept about jinns, that jinns, I don't want to speak so loud about jinns. Anyways, jinns um, are created from fire and angels are created from light, right? So jinns are said to also have free will, just as humans are meant to have free will. Angels are not to have free will. Angels are completely obedient of Allah, and angels uh, cannot openly defy Allah, whereas jinns and humans can. So this is the big difference. And, and the fact that, uh, so like for the jinns, what blew my mind was that uh, shaitan, Satan, the devil, the first devil is the father of all jinns. Like, very different thing. Don't focus so much on the jinns, but focus on the angels. Is that angels are here? They are all there. Are, nobody knows amount of angels that are out there, but we believe that there are angels, and this is what uh, they angels carry out Allah's commandments in nature and in the universe. So what we usually call the forces of nature, they become active because of the presence of angels behind them. So Muslims also believe that angels watch over mankind and that. Every individual has them as a constant companion. So they keep a record of everyone's good and bad deeds, and not a word is uttered without it being registered by them. So Angel Gabriel, or Jibril in, in Arabic, is the archangel responsible for communicating to all of Allah's messengers, all of Allah's messages to his chosen prophets. So I know I'm, I remember like used to seeing like movies of Jesus, like Jesus speaking to, uh, Gabriel and like he was like this really pretty angel with wings but it, it, it's all along like the same thing so Jibril in Arabic is the responsible angel for communicating Allah's message messages so it's, I think it's so cool okay so that's the second article so the first is belief in Allah second is the angels and third is the prophets and messengers so the third pillar is the belief in prophets and messengers who were sent by Allah to humanity, all of humanity. So not messengers of Allah to just Muslims or just Christians. It's all of these messengers were were sent to all of humanity, everybody, in order to return people to monotheism, to seeing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one and there is only one. Allah is one, no partners, no, no need for partners. On that, so a messenger is a, simply is a man 
who is sent by Allah with a new message, whereas the Prophet of Allah is a man who is sent to call to a message that was previous, previously given to a messenger. So let me say that again. A messenger is a man sent by Allah with a new message, whereas the Prophet of Allah is a man who was sent to call to a message that was previously given to a messenger. Hence, every messenger was a prophet, but not every prophet was a messenger. I hope that makes sense. So uh, Muslims hold the very, hold like the first of the prophets of Allah. The first of the prophets of Allah was Adam, alayhi salam. Uh, he was followed by the lines of prophets, including Noah. I'm saying all the English words, not the Arabic. So Noah, Abraham, Ishmael, Isaac, Jacob, David, Moses, and Jesus Peace be upon all of them. And finally, Prophet Muhammad wasallam, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, is regarded as the last of the prophets and messengers sent by Allah. Hence, his title, which is the seal of the prophets. So all of the prophets and messengers, they lead righteous lives and serve with practical examples of how to submit to Allah's will and guided people to the path of salvation. They were all created human beings and none share in any parts of Allah's divinity. That's a big difference uh, compared to other other paths. But it's so beautiful because we believe that the Quran was given to us as like our guide life, our guidebook in life, the Quran and the Hadith. And that the Prophet is the one who lived it out. So he's the guidebook. So like when you're putting together your IKEA bookshelf, what does it come with? It comes with an instruction manual, right? It comes, gives you the step-by-step guide. So that's like the Quran, obviously much better than an Ikea manual. But the second, what if you now hire a TaskRabbit? That TaskRabbit comes in and shows you exactly how it has to get done. And so the Prophet, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is that one who is coming, to, who has lived out the manual, has lived it out, and is here for you to see like okay what is the best way to live life it's beautiful so much wisdom behind it even if like our brains can't comprehend the wisdom there is so much wisdom behind it okay so there's the first in the six pillars is the belief in Allah. second is angels third is the prophet and the messengers three is the reveal or four we're on four what are my numbers <laughs> anyways four is the revealed books so the fourth cornerstone of Islamic belief is that Allah revealed books to some of his prophets. And the Quran is Allah's final message to all mankind. It was revealed to the Prophet Muhammad by Jibril, Gabriel. So the Quran is regarded as the direct word of Allah and is protected by him from any corruption or distortion. There are so many amazing videos on like how beautiful this is. I remember seeing this video of this house that was on fire and it was had all these Qurans and the house burned down completely, but none of the Qurans did. So it's it's just such a miracle. And so the Quran mentions like another, a, a bunch of other scriptures that were revealed to the previous prophets. And these are the ones of the scrolls as revealed to the prophet Abraham, the Torah, which is revealed to the prophet Moses, the Psalms, which are revealed, or the Injil, which was revealed to the prophet David, Oh, sorry, not the angel. The Psalms to Prophet David and then the gospel as revealed to Prophet Isa, Jesus, Isa al-Islam. So Muslims do not consider the scripture revealed before the Quran in terms of practicing, but 
just, we do believe that Allah has given messages to the other prophets, but we only practice from the Quran as it is the most accurate and it has not changed and the others have. So the so now we are on number five. And the five is this, we believe in the day of judgment. So Muslims regard the present life in of this world as a test in preparation for the next realm of existence. The day of judgment. This world will come to an end, all of earth as we know it, maybe not by this coronavirus, but Allah knows um, that the world will come to an end and all of mankind from the first to the last will be resurrected and gathered together before Allah for judgment. The day of judgment is also known by a variety of other names, the day of accounting, the day of resurrection, the day of gathering, and the final standing. And Muslims consider that all human beings will ultimately be judged by Allah according to their beliefs and their actions. So how you lived your life as a Muslim from what you believe, what you speak, what you're, how you lived it out, your character, this is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be, most, will be both merciful and just. So people will only be judged according to their capabilities. So Islam teaches that life is a test. Wherein a sincere belief in the life of the hereafter is the key to leading a well-balanced and moral life. Like, talk about prepping for, like, true, like, true, 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 real investing, like, long-term investments. That is the hereafter. And so the day of judgment will mark the beginning of a life that will never end the hereafter. And those people who died as believers and acted upon their belief will be rewarded on that day and will be admitted to paradise forever. So there's so much beauty in terms of what paradise Jannah is going to be and scary a little bit of the opposite, but we'll save that for another day. So I just wanted to speak about the day of judgment, which means that we will all be held account for our actions. For every single thing that you do, you will be held account. And the biggest thing that you want to make sure is that you believe that Allah, God is one. God is one and the prophet Muhammad is his last and final messenger. Okay, so we hit five of these articles of faith, and now we'll finish up with the sixth, which is divine decree. So the belief in divine decree is the sixth pillar of faith, and it includes belief in these four things. One, Allah knows everything that has happened in the past, what is happening now, and what will happen in the future. Allah has recorded all that has happened and all that will have ever happened. It's already recorded. It's already, Allah already knows. Whatever Allah wills to happen, happens, and whatever He does not decree to happen can never happen. Which is so important to understand because every single thing in life that happens is only because of the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like, there's a purpose. And so, on a sense, I always learn this thing is like, life isn't happening to me, it's happening to serve me. So what am I supposed to get out of this? And uh, the final thing is that Allah is the creator of everything and there's no creator besides him. So Allah has created every single thing. Like you're all the way down to your smallest of your atoms, all the way to the biggest of the universes. If you look up into the sky, there are no cracks. And that is a promise. Like there is no cracks in the sky. Look through the clouds, all of these things. Allah has created every single little atom and particles that are floating that makes up the clouds all the way to the raindrops, to the ducks, to the birds, everything. Allah has created everything, and He is the only creator. 
So belief in divine decree does not mean that human beings do not have free will. Rather, Muslims believe that Allah has given human beings the ability to choose between right and wrong. So we have been given this gift, but it comes with deep responsibility because on the day of judgment, we will be held accountable for our use of this gift. So that is the last of the six articles of faith. And I'll just go through them again real quickly of what are the six. The first one is believing in Allah. Second is the angels. Third is the prophet and messengers. Fourth is the books, revealed books. Fifth is the day of judgment. And sixth is divine decree. And I want to finish off with this. When you're learning about this journey in is- of Islam, learning about the religion of Islam, it's a very, very beautiful journey. Like the world becomes so right. <laughs> it becomes so right and it and also so off at the same time. So it's a very interesting experience. And when I say interesting, I mean it is it comes with the test, it comes with the trials, and remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never gives you anything that you cannot handle. So everything that's happening is because Allah knows like you can handle this, like you got this, you you will overcome this as long as you keep going. There are two states of a Muslim, which is gratitude, which is gratefulness that we are Muslim, grateful that we are here on this earth, grateful for so many things, and then other this other state is of sabr which means patience and perseverance so patience for things might not be going so smoothly as you want it but persevering to continue to go on this journey so it's it's so beautiful so remember that sabr is patience and perseverance big big difference in just patience so as you're in your new journey of as new muslim or you're learning about islam also, I have this saying, and I say this, I heard it from someplace, and I, it's so true to this day, is Islam as itself, Islam, the religion, is like water. Sweet, beautiful, crisp, cleansing of the soul. Islam with culture is like Coca-Cola. Sweet and sugary going down, but not so great for the inside. So just remember, when you're studying Islam, study the religion of Islam, And remember that Muslims are the ones who are practicing Islam and Muslims are humans. So, of course, humans will make their mistakes. Humans, we all make our mistakes. We will go through this journey. You, as your human, will make your mistakes. But Islam is pure. Islam is is the purest form. So when you have answers, you want to seek the answers from Islam which means going to real qualified scholars so that because these people have spent years their entire years like truly studying the hadiths the books the word of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh i have i'll put in uh, if you go to becomingmuslim.com is a place with like the good authentic places that you can seek for questions and all of those things um and i will make sure to try to start updating that a little bit more and there are so many beautiful resources for you if you have any questions or comments like please make sure to reach out to me i am going to start i started this new thing it's very new it's viber we'll see how it goes it's viber which is like a a messaging platform which can just you can come in and there's it doesn't show your phone number to anybody else i'll put that link in the description so you just you use that link you can connect to it and it will come to the group 
of anybody who's listening and wants to join this Becoming Muslim uh, group and community. And inshallah, I'm going to keep it very safe. So please, please, let's try to keep it very safe. Ladies, I, I want to say ladies only, but I know there are some, some uh, males who probably are listening to this, but no like searching for your, uh, just keep it, keep it clean, keep it safe. And inshallah, we'll keep it. Uh, I will do my best to monitor. We're just going to try it out and to see how it goes for this, for this time period, inshallah it becomes a good place. So if you have any questions, we're going to just try to make sure that I put any questions. And of course, feel free to reach out to me on my personal Instagram. I am Marilyn Rose. That's like my new Instagram account. I mean, I just changed my changed the username, but in case this was on a different one, but the link will be in the bio for that as well. And then I also started a Becoming Muslim podcast uh, Instagram. I had wanted it to be becoming muslim but that's been a a whole thing so i made a becoming muslim podcast on instagram and i haven't posted much content onto it yet but i definitely will start to do that and if you are a new muslim and you want to share your story reach out to me because i want to uh, if we if we can we can share your story because maybe inshallah will resonate to somebody else and yeah we'll go from there so thank you so much for listening to this podcast of Please leave a comment if you're liking this. Uh, subscribe uh, so that we can continue to grow so that other people can uh, re- speak to this or can listen and come from here. So thank you so much and we shall speak soon. Assalamu alaikum.